0: Hello, this is Michael Fanning with the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our short-form podcast, where we'll be interviewing Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light, all in creating epic client service and work-life balance. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with the Coaching Minutes. And this is our weekly podcast where we bring power strategies, successful routines to light from our Windermere agents. And today I'm super excited because I have Aaron Hoppy. Aaron, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Well, I do want to just give a quick introduction to Aaron. I've known Aaron now. We were just talking before we started 24 years, right, Aaron? Yes. And Aaron, you've been in the business. You're 27 now, and you've been in the business for 30 years. Is that correct?
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was just born.
0: Just born. Aaron started in 1991. Been in the business for 30 years. And um, I got to tell you, uh, I, one thing I want to say about Aaron is that the reason why she's on the the podcast today is because she's extremely consistent. And so I wrote down some words, Aaron, just to kind of, uh, kind of, in my opinion of uh, knowing you, I wrote down words consistent. Uh, a phenomenal mindset of giving, uh, also, you don't like to complicate things. You're pretty straightforward and you're also a person who just gets it done. And, uh, and you're also extremely professional. So, um, I'm hoping our listeners today can learn a lot from, from you. Uh, does that, does, does that resonate with you when I say those types of things?
1: For the most part, I think <laughs> the consistency part, I think, okay, yes. For those other things. Yes. Consistency is important.
0: Okay, Perfect. Um, Well, a couple of things that I want to touch on today, I thought we're just going to go through uh, four areas with Aaron and for the listeners listening, these are things that I want you to kind of think about your own business and where you are right now, because if you want to have a consistent business, but also have a life, uh, these are some things that you might want to think about. So Aaron, one of the things that I noticed about you when I I was looking at your numbers today, and by the way, um, your list to sell ratios, your days on market are pretty phenomenal given where the rest of the market is. But your level of consistency, for as long as I've known you, I don't think you wake up in the mornings wondering where your next transaction is coming from. Tell me about this consistency, your process. What, what is it that you do um, on a regular basis that allows you to have that consistent flow?
1: I think um, I've been doing Ninja for a long time before Windermere even had Ninja. And that was the beginning of, I think, my consistency in terms of creating a business that was based on referral. and. My whole philosophy was always taking care of my clients 110% so that I wouldn't have to worry about where the business was coming from. They would refer me to people that they knew, they trusted me, they liked me, so they would send their friends to me. So that's where
0: that started. And how many ninjas have you been to? Just curious.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, Including the ones with Larry Kendall before Windermere had, I think I, I actually was calculating it today. I think it was six. The last one was in Hawaii.
0: In Hawaii. And I I have a question for you. What's the benefit? You know, we have agents that say, well, I, I went to Ninja, so why do I need to go again?
1: Oh my gosh, I could go to Ninja every year, which I would like to go every year because it just resets me. And every single time I go, there are still things that I'm not doing. And I can come back and have massive action for about six, eight weeks where I just start implementing retweaking things, just tightening things up. And all of a sudden I get this influx of new business coming in and it just keeps cycling through. So I learn something every time I go.
0: Well, and also too, you have a phenomenal uh, referral network that you build every time you go to an installation as well, don't you?
1: Oh my gosh. Last year, gosh, I can't remember the numbers. I know I texted it to you, but it was, I think seven transactions came from me out sending them out and then also coming in. Um, but the outgoing referrals to me were just magic because the people that I was referring them to were taking care of my clients exactly how I would. And they were, my clients were so happy. And then you get a referral check in the mail right. and it's, it's like, um, pays for your trip pays for all your marketing. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer.
0: It's a no brainer. The other thing too, is I know that you are in mastery with, uh, Terry Johnson, who's a dear friend of mine, who is a master ninja instructor. And tell me a little bit about uh, why do you do the mastery? What? How, how do you benefit from that?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, I went to mastery in person. Uh, Nicole Mangina and I both decided to fly to Vegas once a month to go to this mastery class. Um, we didn't get there every month, but I think we went down four or five times. And it was just a reset. You know, one day a month where we were on a plane together talking about ideas. It just gave me one day of a forced work on your business because it's so easy to stay in it when you're busy. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, the mastery class now is virtual and it's twice a month, which every two weeks, it's like a reset. Um, Plus we're meeting with other agents. I think we've got 16 consistently on the call that are from all over the country and we're just getting great ideas.
0: Well, and the only two, and we'll get to this a little bit later, but is your mindset of uh, investment versus cost and I always love it. I mean, you always, you invest money, but you always see a return. We get a lot of agents sometimes that look at it as a cost and this well, I can't afford it. What would you say to that?
1: I cannot, personally, I cannot afford not to. Right. So when I set that up for mastery or ninja installation, when I know I'm going, it is an automatic forced work on your business for four days and yourself and your life. And it makes you reset kind of what you want. I think if you don't have a good why and you don't know what you want to do or why you want to do it, um, I think it would be tough to be consistent.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: a, it's a reset for me.
0: I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, and also too, I will say that, uh, it also, your clients benefit directly from the level of, of involvement you put in through Ninja and through mastery. Uh, right. I mean, it's just the quality of service that you provide.
1: For sure. And just connecting with other agents, getting other ideas and ways that they're serving their clients and stories. Um, Every time we have something happen in this business over the last 30 years, I will write it down. What happened that was maybe a negative? What happened? How could we fix it? How could that never happen again? Um, And we just keep tweaking the process to make it streamlined. And lately, the last probably three years, the biggest feedback that I'm getting from my clients is that they were a little stressed because nothing happened during the transaction. I said, <laughs> "What do you What do you mean nothing happened?" And yeah. they said, "Well, we were waiting for all these things that needed that we've had to do in the past, you know, in, inspections or contingencies or waiting for things." And we've just streamlined the process so much that it is really a surprise free process.
0: Right. Uh, absolutely. So so the consistency is committing to mastery and education and learning that you just have decided that that's an investment that you're going to make and you continue to make and it benefits you and benefits your clients. Would that be fair to say? Yes, Yeah,
1: 100%.
0: So let's talk about number two. Number two is uh, the mindset of giving. And I love it because I will, uh, in our text exchanges and communicating back and forth, you will tell me, oh my gosh, I just did this for a client, or I just did this for a client, or I showed up and did this. And a lot of times I hear the things you do. And then I hear other agents that would say, well, why would I do that? Or why would I invest that money? Or, um, you know, that's not part of my service. But it seems like you just, you have this phenomenal mindset of giving. Tell me, uh, how does that benefit you? And where did that come from?
1: Um, Well, Pat Graham, you mentioned him earlier about how, when I first started, he was my broker. And I wrote this down because I it's something that stuck with me. He used to say, always make decisions like you have a million dollars in the bank. So I if, I, if I had all this cash and it was available to me that I could take care of things for people and make it easy, would I be worried about it? And sometimes I don't have, a, well, I don't have a million dollars in the bank right this second, but I will, you will. <laughs> my affirmation. Um, but if I had it, it, it wouldn't be a question. I would just take care of things. So I just do that. And I've heard a lot of people, there was somebody that I was talking to that I think they were spending almost $20,000 a month on Zillow leads. Right. And I mean, it just made me just exhausted even hearing that chasing down people that don't know you
0: um,
1: and they don't trust you. And so you're just constantly trying to sell yourself, which is the opposite of Ninja. I'm just focused on providing value. And I think that's what you mean when you are saying giving
0: Um,
1: is just providing value. And whether it's a service that we provide that other agents don't, or just taking care of a, a problem that happened, that it's not something I have to take care of, but it's a couple hundred bucks. Just take care of it. Make it easy.
0: Um, well, I love it. I think one of the things we see in Ninja is invest in your relationships. They're your most valuable asset. And I think that's what you're talking about is that, you know, you can go pay for all the marketing schemes in the world and spend a lot of money, or you can turn around and just take those dollars and reinvest them back into your people.
1: Right. And I don't think of it like, what am I going to get from this? I never think of it that way. I just always try to do the right thing and make sure that how would I want to show up? How would I want my buyer to show up um, when we do a we do a move out cleaning before we do a stage on our listing? But I also do another kind of make it shine listing where it's right before the buyer moves in. And it's already been cleaned, but I just really want it to look good because oh my gosh, you don't want to know what happens when a house sits vacant for 30 days with how many people have been in and out of there. And you don't check everything. Sometimes there's just (laughs) stuff there that needs to be taken care of. So we just make sure that everything looks great because I don't want that other agent, no matter who they are, to have a buyer that's not happy because that's the last taste they have in their mouth. And I've actually had referrals from agents that are no longer in the business who are on the other side of me on the listing side where they've referred me business when they got out because they knew I would take care of their client.
0: Right. Well, and I also think it's right down to the little bitty things I know. Um, and I have one of them because you gave me one. Thank you. It's that really uh, cool little uh, wine goblet, the stainless steel wine goblet has a saying. On oh. It. <laughs> but, but that's an investment, right? So you buy those, you give those out. And there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna have that much business. So why would I buy them now until I know what my business is? And you look at things completely differently. You just say, here are things that I'm going to do because I know that it's going to generate mm-hmm. business.
1: It, it does. And one of the things I did, I think it was when I first took the installation with you back in 2014, I decided to put together as many listing packets, buyer packets, um, buyer guides, and then little token gifts that you bring to the first meeting. Mm-hmm. So I bought exactly the number that I was going to give out that year. And my goal was to get that pile down to zero by the end of the year. And it was a good visual because you could always see that you always had enough ready to go. And I just did it all at one time because right. I only get inspired for massive action maybe three or four times a year. You know, right. once a quarter, I'm kind of doing a reset because you just get busy and you're in the business. So so yeah, those little things you just you just do it.
0: Yeah, I love it. And then the other thing too, it's just a little things that I see that you do when you the mindset of giving is that. Um, there's things that come up in your transactions where maybe the other side, right? The other, the agent on the other side just says, well, I'm not doing that. That's not my responsibility. And you, many times I've heard the stories of you just stepping in and getting stuff done and only to find out that then those clients said, I can't believe she did that.
1: Right. And often it's on the listing side where these days, I think there's a lot of entitlement from agents that are out there with well, it's my listing, good good luck getting it. And they right. just figure you should be lucky to have this house. Um, and my opinion is when a buyer is paying that much over market or what the not market, but what the list price is, right? They are feeling excited that they got the house, but after they got it, there's that feeling of did we pay too much? Did we was it worth it? And I really want. I want those buyers to feel, whether it's on my listing or if it's my buyer on the other side, they need to feel really good about it. So if something needs to be done and it wasn't taken care of, um, it's going to get t- I mean, one of my buyers moved into a 6,000 square foot house and the house was absolutely filthy and it was a $2 million house. I mean, what in the world? Why wouldn't that have been cleaned? That was definitely not my responsibility. The listing agent, it was even in the contract that they cleaned it. It was, I think it ended up being on New Year's Eve. And I called my personal house cleaner and I begged her. She went over there at seven at night and was there till two in the morning. And that house was spotless the next day. But my client should not have walked into that in the first place. Um, The uh, the other agent apologized, but I just went, all right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, and I have another note here too, because I mean, above and beyond, not just transactions, but I know uh, you had an issue or not an issue, but one of your... uh, uh, your, the people that work for you, the handyman or the worker, that their house burnt down and you and Nicole mentioned oh, yeah. How much money yeah. did you raise for that family?
1: Oh my gosh, um, that happened right before Christmas and I was actually getting ready to go skiing and Nicole texted me and said, hey, um, did you hear Pete's house burnt down? And my heart sank because he's the mover that I called that he has all my stagings, he helps my clients do all their dump runs and take stuff to the goodwill and I mean, he does everything for me. And he has 10 people in his family. So in that three days, I put it on our Facebook. Nicole put it on hers. I think we raised over $20,000 in two days. Just to support that family. I mean, they couldn't get a; they were living in a hotel because it was two days before Christmas.
0: Right. That's so. Yeah. And you guys stepped up and helped them. I mean, and that's and that's what you really think about is, I mean, you know, know, your true worth is determined by how much more you give than you receive in payment. And I love the fact that it's not that you're giving because you want to get something; it's you truly giving authentically. And because you show up that way, the world rewards you, right? I mean, it's. I I come from that place. The world is set up to reward you.
1: Well, and I've always come from that place of abundance where you do the right thing and it always comes back. And again, I don't think of it like, well, I'm going to do this so I can get that. It's never like that, but I wake up every day. I think you asked me that at the beginning of this conversation is not really worrying about where that business is coming from. I just think about, well, what's coming in this week? Who needs my help? And I know it comes in. It's always, it just makes me laugh because it just always comes
0: right well and i think i laughed i chuckled a little bit because you said you just wake up in the morning and say oh i wonder who's going to call me today (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a good place to be that's a good place to um so so that's great so uh what i want to do now if it's all right you let's take a quick break and then when we come back i want to touch on not complicating things and then just getting it done i want to touch on that a little bit does that sound good yep okay we'll be right back Hey, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and with me is Eric Thompson. We're with Windermere Coaching. We thought we'd take just a moment to let you know a little bit about maybe how to get your feet wet into coaching with Windermere Coaching through the Windermere Path. Eric, tell us a little bit about the Windermere Path. So the Windermere Path gives you a call every week. You can join live or you can watch the recording. One of three things happen on those calls. You get a specific lesson that's taught by you, Mike, by Doug Simcock, by me, or Nick Hansen. The second thing that happens is we do live interviews with your Windermere colleagues. You can hear right from them about how they are implementing all the tools that we teach them in coaching so that you can be inspired by their story. The third thing that happens is you get to ask questions of us, things that are happening in your business right now, in your world. We help just to keep you on the on the ninja path. Hey, Eric, it sounds like a lot of great content. So listeners, if you're interested in finding out more about the Windermere path, simply go to windermerecoaching.com. Click on the Explore button, give us your name and your email address, and we'll get back to you with all the information you need to get started on the Windermere path. Thank you so much, and we'll return you to our content. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaching Minute. My name is Michael Fanning, and we've got Aaron Hoppy with us today, and we're talking about being consistent. We're talking about uh, having a mindset of a giver. We're talking about not complicating this business, and we're also talking about getting it done. So, Aaron, this is one that comes up all the time. I want to talk to you about it. Um, it's uh, not complicating things, and, and I'll give you an example. I remember when uh, we were talking and you had just started hearing about Client Giant, and uh, I get people to go, well, it's not exactly perfect, and I think I'm going to go do it myself, and they want to go invent their own mousetrap when this perfectly great mousetrap is already working. And I love it about you is that you go, well, if it's working, I'm going to give it a shot. Not everybody's going to love it, but guess what? It's going to work for me, and it's going to allow me to stay consistent. Tell me a little bit about that mentality that you have, where you are just like, you know what, I'm not going to go try to reinvent the wheel. If it's working, I'm going to use it.
1: Well, I'm definitely a blind faith person. So if you (laughs) you tell me to do something, I'm doing it. I mean, I just do it because if I'm paying money for coaching or for going to Ninja and they're telling me, oh, this works, who am I to say, oh, well, I don't think it will. I mean, why not just go for it? So- I did, Client Giant's a good example of one of those things that I started, um, because I think it, was last, it must have been last year, I was just really busy, and I was really dropping the ball on just the little touches throughout the transaction, because I was slammed, and I felt terrible, so I'd always overcompensate with some massive gift that almost seemed like, sorry, I wasn't so on top of it, and I'm like, <laughs> these little things that needed to happen, they didn't know they weren't coming, but I knew they weren't coming, so- yeah. I signed up, and the first one, um, I think it was like four or five little touches throughout, and they were kind of cheesy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But my clients loved them, and they were—I think the first one was—it um, had a notepad that said things for your agent to worry about. It had a little head scratcher. It had uh, some calm tea or something like that, and it was just an anti-stress kit.
0: Right.
1: And they just—I get the funniest pictures, texts like, "Oh my gosh, this is so funny!" And you know, next week, a moving boxes come and you know, just stuff like that. It just, the little touches throughout, especially with the listings right now, that there isn't a lot happening because we've done it all up front. It just kind of keeps you in touch with them. You don't just show up 30 days later with a, you know, right. where's my check?
0: Well, the other one too, is that I I know um, sometimes uh, in our world and some of the listeners might uh, resonate with this, but we get uh, the perfectionists that want to do it all themselves. So for example, like a, a, a client's, client facing transaction coordinator. You talked a little bit about that, about if, you know, you don't have to touch everything, but you have to have really good people that build a great relationship with, with your clients. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Everybody that works with me prefers if I don't touch everything, they're, <laughs> they're, they're happier if I stay out of it Yes, and I turn it in the, um, this year I've had a transaction coordinator, but it's never been as client centered as it is now. So I literally tag my transaction coordinator in mutual acceptance and it just goes. So the next morning, my client's getting this color coded chart with everything about what's happening, who the team is. And I am not the person that's going to do that. Even if I said I was going to do it, that is something that would take me hours to do. And I just can't consistently promise that that's going to happen. So hiring the scale to do it was really helpful, and it's my clients have been responding in a way that I thought it was helping me, but it's actually been more of a benefit to my clients than I realized.
0: Well, and I love it too, is because it's also you saying, "Hey, it's not it's not what I'm really great at, and it's not what you want me to be doing, and so let's find the people that are really good at it and then pay them what they're worth, and it comes back to benefit you." Yeah, in for sure, price, right? for sure. Yeah. And I will say, I have yet to find anybody that was on the other side of one of your transactions that said, oh my gosh, it was really difficult working with Erin. I mean, uh, <laughs> I have heard over and over and over again, I was so amazing that she was, on, she what she did because it made my job even easier. And I think that's another critical piece in this business. I don't understand why some agents in this business think they need to be adversarial with uh, with the other person they're interacting with.
1: I know it is funny. Even when you write a perfect buyer offer and the agent is so confused, like, well, why would you waive this? Why would you do that? Why would you, we're just trying to make it easy. Work with us, you know, make it, we want to push the easy button so that everybody's happy. Buyer's happy. Seller's happy. uh, The other agent's happy. I try to really keep those relationships positive, even if you don't win, especially if you don't win. Right. Because you're going to be around, if you have any intention on being in the business next year, you have to keep these relationships, not just with your client, but with the new buyer, the new seller. I don't want my name attached to anything that doesn't end well. And mistakes happen. Sometimes things don't work out for no fault of anybody's, just stuff happens. You just got to figure out a way to make it okay.
0: And, and this is, worth apologize. Yeah. You know? This is worth repeating for the listeners right now. If you're new to the business or you've been in the business, you need to show up even when it's not benefiting you in a way that's a mindset of giving and helping and being a, uh, a positive negotiating counterpart, not an adversary. Right. I just, I can't stress that enough because I got to tell you the stories I hear over and over and over again. Oh, you won't believe this one. And I hear these things and it just, kind of blows my mind sometimes that we, we our industry shows up the way they do. Uh, and you know what exacerbates it is the type of market we're in right now. The levels yes. of frustration, are you experiencing that? Some levels of frustration that are going on?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the lack of communication to me is, a, a, it's a sin. I mean, it shouldn't even, there should be some rule that you have to at least get back to people. I mean, I wrote an offer last week. In the morning, the agent said she would definitely look at it. She definitely wanted to present it to her seller that night. I did everything she asked. She wouldn't even respond to a text, wouldn't respond to a phone call, wouldn't respond to an email for almost 24 hours. And I was, I mean, we wouldn't have written it up in the first place if she didn't encourage me to, but not even a text to say, hey, I'm slammed today. I promise you I'll get back to you first thing in the morning. Or you need to adjust it. I mean, just anything. And it's hard. I mean, the night before I was leaving for vacation, a couple of weeks ago, I was up till midnight. I haven't done one of those in a long time, but we had to get it done. And if I waited till the next day, it wouldn't have happened because I would have been on an airplane. So the communication is key. And I just always try to, I mean, when I re- respond to people, they're like, oh, thanks for calling me back. Or to me, this is another big one when when you've got to call 10 or more people to tell them that they didn't get the house. I always try to write a custom email specifically to that agent, thanking them and appreciating, letting them know that you really represented your buyer well, because I know that they're fighting for their client and their client is wondering, did our agent do a good job? Exactly. And even if they didn't do a great job, I just still <laughs> say, hey, you did a great job because I want them to be able to forward that to their, I mean, I always write everything thinking they're going to forward an email, but I just want them to be, I don't know, just a little break, you know, to give them a minute to say, hey, this agent recognized that I worked hard. The reason we didn't get it is because of that buyer's choices.
0: Well, and and I would, I love it too. And just thinking about that, it's, it's having compassion and it's also putting the shoe on the other foot. You know, if right. you were in that position, you know, how would you treat that other person? And I think that that's, and I think often, and I don't want to, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not judging of just reporting, but um, I think there's a lot of agents that. Don't think about that. And so if we can collectively as an industry, think more about the other person a little bit, it makes the world a little bit happier, a little bit better. Absolutely. Um, All right. The last one here is number four. The last one we got is getting it done. And here's what I mean by that is that I have noticed that when you see something that you think is going to benefit you, you don't have a procrastination or putting it off. You just go do it and you just go, okay, I'm, I'm doing it. And then, you know, two days later, you're like, I finished it. I got it done. Where does that come from that just like that just charge forward and do it?
1: It comes from pure laziness because if I don't do it right away, (laughs) it will not get done. So I take any energy that I have, which is a finite resource. And I think if I'm inspired to do something, I have to take action. If I don't take action, it will not happen. So I just do it as quickly as possible. And sometimes I make decisions that are not always the best. But 99% of the time, I never regret moving forward on something.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I love it. I mean, it's uh, because so many times what happens is we see people to get all excited about doing something. And then what they do is they let two weeks go by, three weeks go by, four weeks go by. And then they're like, oh, I never did that. And uh, and that could have been the pivotal piece to change your business, to change your life, to bring more business into your life. I mean, but they don't do it. And then they don't see the benefits of taking that step and making it happen. And I love that about you. You just you're like, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to get it done.
1: Well, and I heard somewhere, this was like the best tip for Ninja. Someone said something about, you know, the routine for every day and two notes and your calls. And if I sat down to do two notes, 10 calls every single day, at the same time, most likely with my life, it wouldn't happen. And I heard something in one of my mastermind groups where a gal like, I just do everything in the entire Ninja nine on Monday. And I was like, you can do that. What?" (laughs) And then you could take six days off. I mean, not really off, but like, I look at time with my clients as that's easy, you know, showing up and being with my client is my, it's my best time. It's the detail stuff behind the scenes that doesn't get done. And I'm starting to kind of change that daily routine just to reflect one day a week. That's an office day. And I just try to get it all done. And so it's just easier for me.
0: I love it. In fact, I got an email the other day. Mark Chavez, who's out of our Mount Baker office, he sent me a photo and he does he does that with his note cards. He writes all of his note cards. He has them all mapped out on his calendar when they they're all written and he's got an assistant and the assistant just knows when to send them out. It's 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 crazy, right? So he's doing like what you said. He says, Hey, I'm just gonna get it all done because I got the energy, I've got the motivation to do it right now. Let's just get it finished.
1: Yeah, that's how I do my real estate reviews too, is um, I just take a time and, and get my top 25 clients that are the ones that refer me business. And especially right now with how the markets got up, I think I saw the stat today was 39% high, higher on the East side, or maybe it was all of King County, whatever the stats were that came out today for April. Mm-hmm. It was 39% over what last year's was. And I'm thinking this is the time to do those real
0: estate reviews. Oh my gosh, yes. The information yeah. you're going to deliver is going to be amazing. People are going to look kidding me.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I normally wait till the end of the year. I'm like, nope, this is yep. the month this to the do month them. To
0: them. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time. I got to tell you, I, I'm grateful for our friendship. Uh, you also inspire me because of the way that you show up and the level of service you bring and just your smile, your compassion uh, about uh, just life in general. So thank you for that. I really appreciate Aww, it. Oh,
1: thank you. I appreciate and, you too.
0: And if you had any uh, words for the listeners right now with the market we're in right now, is there any one thing you would share or you would say? a nugget of wisdom, if you will. I know I'm putting you on the spot. but
1: Oh, I would say master the craft and get to coaching. If you're not in it, get in a mastery group, go to Ninja, read Ninja selling, do everything that you can do to master. If you can make it in this market starting out, you can make it. I mean, I was thinking about that 1991. Mm -hmm. I'm 20 years old, going to people's homes, telling them their homes are worth less than what, They bought them for. (laughs) I I didn't really know what that meant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you just you you didn't know any better. So you're just like, well, that's what it is. This is is
1: how it is, and it's kind of like that with buyers right now. And if you can make it in this market with with its challenges, um, you're going to make it when the market gets easier. So it's a good time to be a
0: master. I totally agree. Well, thank you for that. And last question: What book are you reading right now?
1: Um, I'm rereading. It takes what it takes. I started reading it and I finished it quickly, but I think that's one of those um, little nuggets per day that you can
0: work on. The one with Trevor Mowad about neutral thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great book. Great
1: Especially book. with the emotions, you know, going on. Yes, uh, it's, yes. It's a little. It can be a little draining sometimes.
0: <laughs> this is Stay great. neutral. Well, hey, uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you uh, to get any some more nuggets of wisdom, how what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Oh call me email me okay. FaceTime me text me
0: okay and they can find and uh, they can find your your number and your email uh, online or
1: Oh it e- emails easy Erin at Windermere That's Perfect. it
0: Erin at Windermere.com. we guys heard it if you want to uh, talk to Erin more or find out some of the stuff she's doing and get a little bit more detailed uh, that's Erin at Windermere.com. I want to thank all of you for listening to the Coaching Minute. I want to thank Aaron. Uh, I hope you found uh, good information here. If you like what we're doing, please share it. Uh, Let us know we're hitting the mark. And uh, thank you, everyone. Be awesome. Help somebody. Make it a great day. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Aaron. to thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast if you found this content interesting please feel free to share it and give us a rating also if you're a real estate agent with an epic idea and you're doing something great to create great client service or work-life balance or maybe both please reach out to us at fanning at and we always end our podcast by saying be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day